Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I didn't care about nothing else but partying. I should be doing horror film music. Yeah, fuck. Kunde vi få en måste här? Hej, 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 gang that pressure. Jag älskar ju liksom så typ koncept. It's exciting, it's fresh, it's different. The purists hated it. It's really strange. I tried working for the man, but well, fuck it, you know. Whatever makes you feel good, go with it. Old to the new. A flavor from the old, so you don't scare people, but with the future sound. Ellen Alien är en teknons supernova. Ständigt sökande efter nästa kreativa fas. Hennes musik är fylld av motsättningar. Både stenhård och dystopisk eller romantisk och upplyftande. Karg tekno med förvrängd sång blandas med bubblande elektronika, vackert orkestrerad. Att följa Ellen Alien är både tacksamt och otacksamt. Vad som helst kan hända. Det här är Musik och Danulf med Ellen Alien. With every album I'm trying to open a new journey for me. But at the end when you listen to all the albums you can, you can, you can hear my, my language how I create music in a way. You can hear this is the Ellen Alien track or song. Ellen Alien är på många sätt ryggraden i Berlins teknoscen och hon är ingen vanlig artist. Hon har parallellt med sitt eget skapande kontinuerligt bidraget till att lyfta den elektroniska scenen eller åtminstone skapa förutsättningar för att andra ska kunna hitta sin röst. Tio album i eget namn och boss på skivbolaget B-Pitch Control. Ett bolag som fostrat artister som Paul Kalkbränner, Apparat och Moderat för att bara nämna några. Den här kvinnan ser till att saker och ting sker. Hon har visioner och genomför dem. So Ellen, Alien, welcome to uh, Musik och Danulf. Hello, nice to have have me here <laughs> in the digital world. So how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. I'm, I'm in Berlin since November. <laughs> Actually, I was supposed to go on tour uh, in USA, but I couldn't go because I had a club accident. Um, in my favorite club in Essen. And I broke my kneecap. <laughs> Wow. Yes, and since then I'm in Berlin and I cancelled my USA tour Mexico. So now I'm getting very better and today my first day of studio work. This was awesome. 
pandemi och krossad knäskål har ställt till det för Ellen och plötsligt måste hon sitta still. Högst ovanligt. Skivbolag, bokningsagentur, egen musik och DJ-ande. Idag är det här inte något som gör henne unik. Om det inte vore då för att hon har gjort det sedan 1995. Ja, vid den tiden sände hon även radio och levde på att arrangera fester. Går det att kategorisera vad hon skapar? Ja, du är välkommen att försöka. Enklast är att göra en liten resa genom hennes tio album. Och när du gjort det så tror jag nog att du bäst kan sammanfatta det hela med techno i dess vidare betydelse av elektronisk musik. På samma sätt som hon älskar att vara experimentell så går hon lika mycket igång på ett rakt och hårt bit som driver ett dansgolv. Idag, 30 år efter att hon började DJ, har hon fått förnyad kraft genom sina livestreamade balkongspelningar. Med sin vanliga energi och en kombination av nytt och gammalt, remixade klassiker och diverse överraskningar har hon tagit kommando under pandemin. Ja, det var i början av 90-talet som hon hittade sin röst och initialt var den genom skivspelandet. Hennes val av musik gjorde också att hon fick sitt artistnamn. Musiken lät helt enkelt utomjordisk. Så the name Alien uh, was not named by me. It was uh, somebody gave this name to me, listen to my DJ sets, to my first DJ sets. He said to me, my name is Alan Alien now. <laughs> so I said, okay. <laughs> and I asked him why. And he said, yeah, your music uh, sounds like the sounds of of the Alien movie. The first Alien movie. <laughs> That's a great description. Yeah. <laughs> It's very scary, you know. So I I played back in the days also already very scary music it looks like. <laughs> Ellen må var intresserad av rymden men det innebär inte per automatik att hon gillar allt som är associerat med den. Hon avskyr till exempel alienfilmerna och de flesta science fiction filmer som enligt henne handlar allt för mycket om krig och konflikter och det enda som är bra med de här filmerna är musiken. Hon bär istället på en stark passion för naturen och det som finns bortom det vi känner till och kan se. I think I had to connect uh, with the planets around me. I had to connect with the sky and earth strongly because uh, they, I had a while that made me crazy not to understand what's going on in the air, in the sky and uh, in outer space because we don't know and this made me crazy not to know something, not to I'm I'm very i try to understand many things and if I don't understand them made me very crazy not to know what's going on there. So then I started trying to connect with planets, taking time to connect myself with the sea and I start being more in Ibiza or in places by the sea and just made me feel much better and more relaxed. So I need this element to connect with the water or with planets, not to get crazy because we don't know what's going on there. <laughs> so and I think I have a power of uh, seeing things before they are coming because I'm connected with this elements. I think that's why I can DJ also in this way how I'm doing it. Hello, 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 hello. 
Att kunna förutspå vad som ska hända är något som Ellen Alien till viss del känner att hon behärskar och att det faktiskt hjälper henne i sitt arbete. Sedan många år tillbaka är världen hennes arbetsfält och det innebär ständigt resande och nya publiker som får en möjlighet att upptäcka hennes egensinnighet. Att våga bryta av och göra något annorlunda är vardag och självklarhet för Ellen Alien. I think that I heard Stadkind at some point and thought that it was really um, it was really pretty but also really harsh. Russ Marshallek är journalist i New York. And it was really really cool to me because I hadn't really ever heard anything like that and I thought that what she was doing with you know utilizing her own vocals with that sort of like very melodic but harsh kind of techno uh was just super eye-opening to me and I think that one of the things that I really really love about her is her um sense of playfulness like I know that when I saw her here in New York on my birthday uh in 2009 the very first song that she played was an animal collective song and I thought it was really funny that like you know this big renowned like a German techno DJ comes over here to New York and the first thing she does is play animal collective På sajten Discogs där du kan hitta information om i princip all världens utgiven musik var det någon som skrev Ellens födelsedatum var på någon annan snabbt konstaterade att Teknos drottning inte har en ålder och att det där var högst opassande. En underbar kommentar och kärlekshandling i all sin enkelhet. Låt oss konstatera att den tyska naturkraften har passerat 50 och att det inte borde vara någon hemlighet med tanke på hur länge hon varit aktiv. Uh, I was growing up in uh, Lichtenrade. It's more um, living area. It's not in the center. So I, I didn't have the center life. It was like more living area, forest. Um, also they had some Hochhäuser there, some high buildings. There I grew up with my mom and the boyfriend of my mom and my sister. I have a very strong relationship with my sister. And my grandma was living in this area not so far. My uncle and my cousin. I was trying to find my way and basically it was music. But when I think about my childhood, music was since ever the thing which made me relaxed and which made me dreaming a lot. Music opened opened my my doors to dream. I really needed it because uh, growing up with a second war in the back from the parents... Because my mom was really dramatized. Uh, she was very attached from the Second War. Also my 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 grandma, my family. So I had this dark thing on my back and I needed to release this and I could release everything with the music. Ellen Alien uppmuntrades in i musiken som litet barn och spelade både trummor och saxofon men slutade efter några år. Samtidigt var musiken en stark och viktig kraft för henne och fick ökad betydelse via en lärare i skolan som uppmuntrade eleverna att plocka fram sina favoritartisters texter och översätta dem. I Ellens fall var det David Bowie som älskades både av henne själv och av familjen. Det var så hon fick lära sig engelska. My English was not so brilliant and uh, then for my mother friends they uh, they gave me like big David Bowie posters and David Bowie songbooks with notes 
and uh, so all the albums and uh, so I had a package of David Bowie stuff and reading uh, Christiane F the book <laughs> and it was like wow a brainwash and I didn't understand what this man was singing it was so complicated and also the music so I never heard music like this before and then I came really into this as a child and I mixed it up in my in my child world and then I decided okay I try to uh, with my English teacher trying to analyze what he's saying <laughs> so I learned English with the songbooks and of course I didn't understand still what he was singing so I translated it in my world so and he was David Bowie was also the first chameleon in the music business for me uh, also so untouchable and so understandable for me <laughs> not understandable um, that he was for me always like still like uh, something mysterious something like now I understand what he did he did just kind of new modern mixed with all kind of he, he was trying he created something new actually and yeah this This is David Bowie. So David Bowie is for me a very important person, figure in, in from my childhood until now. This music just also uh, came to me from my family. So I'm very thankful that um, it happened. And yeah, so my mother is not so into music. I mean, she was she her best moments or when I remember on birthdays or something, she danced and so happy. And he put some music on, so I see my mom mostly on the happiest moment while dancing on music, you know. This was also something very important for me to see my mom so happy dancing for birthdays or when he put some music on home and I dressed up like funny and we were dancing. So this was like very beautiful moments, you know. So my father is more into music. Uh, he plays piano, guitar. I think I have it genetically from him. Um, but this emotional moments like um, sharing music in my house, in my family house, uh, this came really from my sister, my mom, from friends, um, from my family, uh, and for, for this I'm very thankful. <laughs> Berlin i början av 90-talet hade precis sett det omöjliga hända. Muren mellan öst och väst revs. Öst- och Västberlin förenades åter och plötsligt fanns det en enorm framtidstro. Det mesta förändrades. Gamla regler gällde inte längre och allt kändes möjligt. Ellen upptäckte elektronisk musik och var full av skapariver. Statliga och militära byggnader togs över av konstnärer och aktivister. En bunker blev passande lokal för en teknoklubb och ett fängelse blev ett museum. Ytor blev tillgängliga eller bara ockuperades. Vem ägde egentligen huset? Ja, många ställde inte ens frågan. Under tiden frodades konstnärer och musiker och Berlin blev snabbt Europas nya kulturella nav. Här kunde man bo billigt och framförallt möta och samarbeta med likasinnade. Det var i den här vevan som Ellen kom tillbaka till stan efter en tid i London. 
Väl där hade hon till slut fastnat för dansmusiken men det var inte riktigt den musiken som hon initialt intresserade sig för. At the beginning when I started going in discotheques or in clubs uh, it was Westside and it was based on black music, um, soul, funk, hip-hop. Um, then I went to many hip-hop um, parties but I didn't like the crowd so much because they were really rude. Uh, the way the guys talked talk to me trying to pick me up was really ugly. I, I, I didn't like it. Mm. And then uh, the first asset house party started in Berlin and I went there from friends. I didn't like the music at all. It was too fast for me to dance. But I really liked the people, like gay people, lesbian people moved to Berlin, like new people. Like there was something which which uh, gave me space and the other space and where I could connect much better with the people. I could talk better with those people. Um, that's why I went there. And one point I learned to dance on this music <laughs> and then I started loving it. <laughs> and it became a very important part in my life. Also, there was one point uh, when, when I was a teenager, I danced in a kind of teenager disco and uh, the model, um, the DJ played the model and some new uh, Neudeutsche Welle uh, music, very electronic with German vocals. And this really changed also my attitude for music or my ears. Um, because before I listened to Michael Jackson, all his American productions, really, really full productions, overdosed of sounds, um, a lot of lines going on one point, effects. And Neudeutsche Welle and model, um, Kraftwerk was like more minimal and more... I don't know, it felt more like my music. I think it was maybe because of the environment, Berlin, maybe sounds from the city, more colder. Maybe the way I grew up is kind of music. Kraftwerk was very important music when I was a teenager. Nina Hagen and Neue Deutsche Welle. Ideal and just changed completely my music world, my brain. Also, I could understand the lyrics This lyrics um, fitted more in, into my life, so I could jump on this like a train uh, into the future. <laughs> Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. När hon så hittat ett hem inom den elektroniska musiken och den blomstrande teknoscenen i Berlin så bestämde hon sig, ivrigt påhejad av kompisar, att faktiskt våga spela skivor på en klubb. Livrädd visade hon ändå att det fanns talang och mer jobb följde. Det dröjde inte länge för hon blev resident på The Bunker, Tresor och E-verk. Och nu väcktes intresset för att skapa musik, även om hon lät saxofonen vila. Ab nästa måndag wird das Kiss 99 Abendprogram einfacher. Från 21 bis 23 uhr. Club DJs in the house. DJs Doc Vernon, Steve Mason, Andre Lopez, Fierce, Alan Alien und Special DJ Guests. Det många ändå tidigt förknippade Ellen Alien med var hennes radioshower på Kiss FM. Brain Candy hette showen och den bestod av långa mixar såklart där hon dök upp någon gång i timmen för att tipsa om fester och snacka lite om låtarna. Surf satellite in the house, Mitchell Graham, Dex of Australian, comes from Sydney. Und nach den Nachrichten lege ich wieder für euch auf und ich sage euch mal schnell das Setup. Die erste ist Polygon Window mit Ouch, die nächste Man from Del Bosca, Dream Spokum, die dritte Tunnel Trance. Hon tog jobb i en skivaffär och började samtidigt producera musik med ett par vänner. Det resulterade snart i färdiga låtar och 94 kom så den första singeln. Brain Candy blev namnet på skivbolaget, samma namn alltså som på radioprogrammet. Det var som att hon kastades in i en virvelvind av möjligheter och tog dem alla. Hon gjorde fester som gick bra och så även radioshowen men musiken däremot stötte snabbt på problem. Distributören av hennes skivbolag började lägga sig i och tyckte att hon inte riktigt visste vad hon gjorde och påpekade tydligt hur han tyckte att det skulle låta. He started telling me how I have to make some music like Chris Liebing and the music has to be like that and that to sell it on the phone in Frankfurt. Alan, the music to, we can't sell your music so well. Um, it's too abstract. You have to make, uh, you have to change the music like who's leaving or that and this and this, this kind of artists. I said, oh, really? Okay, now we stopped working and I hanged off. And this was the, uh, the end of Brain Candy Records. <laughs> But very amazing records came out, like five very brilliant records. So I stopped working with them 
And I said, okay, I stopped brain chemi. So, and after some years later, one friend said to me, I said, oh, because um, in 99 or from 97 to 99, we had a very hard time in Berlin. Tresor closed down. Um, uh, Ewer closed. The, the, the biggest, like something like Berghain closed down. And the techno scene was burned out because of May Day, because of Love Parade. So it was down. It was sold out. And I played in the east side mostly um, because Berlin DJs at this time wasn't really respected in London, Paris, Madrid or in Spain. And so I played mostly east side and in Berlin and Ron Price said, hey, maybe I stopped this too criminal now, it's too much mafia because there was one point it was really mafia. The clubs had really problems uh, with the mafia. And it was, it was, it was really the end for me. And then I met a guy and he said, Oh, Alan, uh, maybe you should start a label again. Who else than you? And I started already be pitch events with somebody, with a gay person, friend of mine, uh, at SS36 and in some brilliant locations. And we rent everything, sound system, Tacheles, we made events. In, in warehouses, we rent all the sound system. We brought the best visual people from Berlin and we, 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 we start creating raves. Um, and it said a label again. I don't know. And he said, Doch, call it Beepitch, like your events, your events. Everybody's running there. It's amazing. And, and said, okay. So I started again a label, Beepitch control. Now it's very cool for us. We bring out here and there something. Amazing artists from worldwide. We are working on nice projects. It's uh, I'm very happy with it. I guess Beepitch is, is a little it's a little mountain with a lot of little very colorful bugs on it. Elm is the queen inside. All the boys around me have to find a way to put me somewhere. I'm the chef. I'm the queen, I'm something, but I think I'm part of them. She's our friend, and sometimes she's a boss. She's not easy, but she's cool, but we are not easy as well, so. I feel like a pusher. I push, I push people, I push the business. She's totally respected, and she, because she did something, and she's doing still. People's control is teamwork and friendship and respect and good music, of course, is the number one. Techno is something very emotional for us. I mean, when the, when, when the wall came down, um, techno became big because... Du hörde Moderato apparat om att ge ut musik på B-Pitch Control och hur det är att samarbeta med Ellen Alien, taget från dokumentären Speaking in Codes. Ja, det som gör att mycket av hennes musik sticker ut är hennes sätt att använda sin röst. Det här kom i en tid när teknon till skillnad från housen absolut inte använde sig av sång. Där housemusiken har sina rötter i diskon och soulmusiken till viss del. Med sången som ett självklart element så var teknon i sin bångstyriga nyskaparanda raka motsatsen. Här var det snarare en bonus om allt var så olikt allt annat som möjligt. Låtstruktur och sång var det första som valdes bort i teknon. Även där var Ellen unik och valde att gå sin egen väg. 
Hennes intresse för sång bidrog till att hon helt enkelt skapade produktioner olika alla andra. I love vocals. Um, but cool vocals. I love um, more cooler vocals. Like if somebody is singing very like if it's not interesting for the person to sing. You know, <laughs> just singing it like without any uh, untouchable voices I love. I love to rework on vocals that they sound like out of space. I love if there's some epic melodies in the background that it's starting to sound hypnotic. This is what I want to do at the moment and continue. Uh, yeah. This is my dog. Varje gång hon gör ett album vill hon ha med sig ny teknik in i studion. Allt för att det inte ska låta som förra gången. Utan så att soundet och produktionen ska kännas helt annorlunda. The fact that she hasn't really stuck to one sound. Like she did the very, the very like harsh thing, then she did the vocal thing, and then she did the pop thing with Apparat. And now I feel like she's getting really into some very high BPMs and some very like fierce squelchy sounds and it's just you all you you never really know what an alien alien uh record is gonna sound like but you always know that it's gonna bang the first albums i always wanted to do next one different than the other it was really important for me and it was also really important for me not to do something like what just what is up to date at the moment or oh, this works now or that i just did music every time mm the idea I had for myself, which I wanted to create in the studio, which is interesting for me at this moment, maybe working with a specific synthesizer or effects or this and that, or with a specific producer. If I listen now, I listen many, yeah, all the albums I listen between I work and I, I love every album so much because every album really tells the story of my life. It's a diary of my life. I produce many tracks. I really work on one track until it's finished. If it's not good, I, I kick it away. It's always, I just deleted it, you know? Yeah, and mostly I work also with my vocal and there's always something behind the curtain, a life story. So, yeah, if I look back uh, and I listen to the tracks, I, I wouldn't do them also different, you know? I always would keep them. Yeah, at the end, what people saying is not important for me so much, you know. Uh, also, when I brought out Soul or some albums, and people say said, "Why it's not like Betty Lad? I would like love to have or after Apparat and my album. Why it's not like that? Because after this album, I didn't want to have this. I I want I was I was not able to produce again like that. Um, I was tired of the sounds of of uh, the MOOC and whatever. And uh, yeah, so with every album, I'm trying to open a new journey for me. But at the end, when you listen to all the albums, you can, you can, you can hear my my language, how I create music in a way. You can hear this is an alien track or song. Shake my ass. 
mottot att ständigt förnya sig är inte ett självklart sätt att bygga en karriär på eller få en trogen följarskara. Ja, Ellen är unik genom sin vilja till ständig förändring. 2011 samarbetade hon med dansare och koreografer för att skapa musiken till dansföreställningen Drama per Musica som hade premiär på Centre Pompidou i Paris. En mix av abstrakt techno, poesi och mörker. Dels skulle föreställningen symbolisera mörkret på dansgolven och osäkerheten i världen. Tanken fanns att ta den vidare på turné men Ellen hade svårt att passa in det hela i sitt späckade DJ-schema. Det tog några år sedan bestämde hon sig för att ta delar av föreställningen och göra det till ett album. Och det blev ett album olikt alla hennes andra. So I had in my mind since many years um, after producing so many tracks, yeah. One point in the studio I said I want to create a 45 minute soundtrack. Not producing in the same schema, in the same way like a break and the bass drum comes in, bass line in the same recipe. Um And then uh, one guy asked me, oh, do you want to do with us a project music and we pe- we would perform it on stage in Pompidou in Paris and on in stages in France, touring in muse- museums. I said to him, I don't know if I can do museums with you, like in, all, in France, everywhere, because I have a, my years full of bookings, DJ bookings, but I can, we can do one for sure. And yeah, this is uh this was always my dream to do, to create music without thinking about a club or sound uh, or arrangements, which I do since many years. Just arrangements I feel like, you know, like, and in in one in forty five minutes. Later on, we cut the the tracks for Spotify that people can choose what they want to listen if they are, because many people are not able to listen 45-minute soundtracks. And so we cut the tracks and uh, and we kept also the 45 minutes. Ja, när musiken från Lism lyfts ur sitt sammanhang och det visuella tas bort så visar det på hennes egensinnighet och målmedvetenhet. Ja, albumet gavs ut 2013 och markerar ett skifte bort från klubbarnas svett och eufori. Här är nio spår som är friare än mycket av det hon tidigare och senare gjort. Här finns stunder av progrock och elektroakustisk musik och framförallt så plockas instrumenten fram och det är trevande och snarare är det så att hon försöker fånga och beskriva stämningar. När jag mötte henne i början av 00-talet så gjorde hon klart för alla svenska lyssnare att Berlin minns han inte behövde fler kreatörer utan snarare företag och tillverkningsindustri. Inte en DJ till. Nu, snart 20 år senare, är Berlin inte längre en billig stad att bo i och prisnivån har fått många kreatörer och musiker att lämna. Så nu är det istället helt andra saker som Ellen tycker att staden behöver. You know what I'm saying now these days? Okay, now we do we, we really do need um female um event production managers and also uh, club owners um um made by females or queer people. 
not only gay, heteros, more queer and female. Um, because sometimes if there are too many men working, it's too, I don't know. It has to be more mixed that they're the companies, um, yeah. So chefs are more female and queer people, 100%. This would help a lot to um, work more without as much attitudes. <laughs> This is really like uh, not moving forward then, you know. <laughs> I mean, I like machos. I'm sometimes also macho. I have also some macho attitudes sometimes. <laughs> Ett projekt som ligger henne nära är vinylism som innebär att hon åker runt och spelar i skivaffärer som för att uppmuntra vinylsamlare och visa på betydelsen av skivaffären som mötesplats för klubbkulturen. Ja, Ellen Alien är i ständig rörelse. Ingen vet hur hon låter imorgon. Det om något är techno. Ja, du har hört musik och Dernulf. Supporta gärna podden genom att bli Patreon och framförallt stöd artisterna som du gillar. Tack för att du har hängt med så här långt. Jag hoppas vi hörs igen. Ellen, thanks a lot. Thanks for taking the time and uh, being a guest here and uh, have a great uh, 2022. Yeah, I wish you also the best and um, hopefully soon I'm also in Sweden. Maybe we're going to go also to Sweden for a little boat trip uh, that I really wanted to do uh, because I prefer the sea more colder than the hot sea. <laughs> I think in Sweden this is really, really amazing going on the boat. Let's see if we can do that. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Yeah, yeah.